Good day, everyone. This is Father Jim Wallace at the Basilica of Our Mother Perpetual Help in Boston. Today is December 8th, and we are celebrating the Feast of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Listen now to today's Gospel. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a woman betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. When I lived in Washington, D.C., I would often take visitors to the shrine of the Immaculate Conception. In the main church, there's a wonderful dome, the second from the front and it presents a Pentecost scene with tongues of fire falling all around Mary and several others. What I love about it is the abundance of the flames, proclaiming the generosity of God in giving the Holy Spirit, showering down divine life and love. Today's feast is one that emphasizes a particular moment of this generosity of our God, the moment of Mary's conception when she was created free from all stain of original sin. Sin would have no hold on her because of her unique calling. Unfortunately for some, this feast is seen as isolating them from Mary. I can remember one Mother's Day, a woman came up to me when I was greeting people going into the church for Mass, and she said, well, I hope you're not going to preach about Mary today. Why, I asked, because she makes us all feel so guilty. I mean, she was the perfect mother. She never got angry or upset with Jesus, never yelled at him. I mean, she was conceived without sin, you know. I don't remember what I said then, but I really have never forgotten that encounter. But I see this feast as a celebration of God's generous gift of grace to Mary, not isolating her from us. But from the beginning, this gift was given to her in light of God's plan for us all, 
that salvation entered the world in the person of Jesus. Mary's first appearance in Scripture was the gospel we heard today. And there she's called to a unique participation in the salvation of the world. Because of her, yes, the marriage of God and humanity came to be in Jesus. And this thus began the fulfillment of God's ongoing plan for the human race, for us all. Mary's immaculate conception was a unique blessing, but it didn't remove her or isolate her from living a fully human life of joy and sorrow, of feeling worry and anxiety and fear and great happiness. In the Gospels, especially Luke's Gospel, we witness all this, the joy of her visit to Elizabeth, the birth of Jesus, the joy and fear that the words of Simeon when it's spoken in the temple might have caused her, the fear during the flight into Egypt in Matthew's Gospel, and the anxiety when Jesus had stayed behind in Jerusalem, again in Luke, and they searched three days for him. During his earthly ministry, his family thought he was mad and tried to bring him home. And she must have had mixed feeling during his ministry. Some were saying he was a blasphemer, while others marveled at his teaching and healings. All this leading to the cross and resurrection, and then another descent of the Holy Spirit, this time as the church began. Mary's life was a journey in faith of trusting God was at work and ongoing yes to the Father's will. God graced Mary at her conception so she could live her yes to the Father's will in freedom, free from any pull of sin. This is in contrast to our first reading today, which spoke of Adam and Eve's no to God's call to obedience. She models for us what the biblical scholar Walter Brueggemann said, there's a fundamental option we all have to make between a covenantal vow in relationship to God in God's will, or to be an autonomous I. This is what Adam and Eve chose. Today's feast invites us to celebrate the working of grace in Mary's life and to ponder how God's grace is at work in our own lives. What invitations is God making to us? Unlike Mary, we are not without sin, but let us not forget that at our baptism, God graced us and called us and is always with us. As Ephesians reminds us, God, our Father and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, has blessed, blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. God chose us in Christ before the salvation of the world to be holy and without blemish before him. And so may God's grace continue to be at work in us and through us and our lives. God bless you. Thank you for listening.